In the most divisive of times, the great debates rage on. Who was the best Batman? Was the book truly better than the movie? Did Han shoot first? Nerds with opinions will seek to answer life's greatest questions. Hello there, fellow nerds. You are listening to Nerds with Opinions, episode number 63. As always, I'm your host, Matt Holman. Today on the podcast, I am joined by frequent guests, Tony Williams and Cynthia Borges, and we are doing the second part in our series, Top Fives in Professional Wrestling. So this is part two. If you haven't checked out part one, you're going to want to do that and come back to this. We are breaking down the top five best matches, top five WrestleMania matches, top five submission wrestlers, top five underrated female wrestlers. We're we're deep dive, deep dive. So the marks with opinions are here. We're talking top fives in wrestling today on Nerds with Opinions. We are back, Mark Out Club in the house. That's copyright. So, <laughs> no, go, go low, be, then high. <laughs> that should be different enough. Um, okay, so we are back. Uh, I have two guests, Cynthia Borges and Tony Williams, both returning guests. How are you guys doing today? Oh, pretty good. I got beat up, but I paid for it, so it's fine. Okay, context, he got a tattoo. He's uh, not into (laughs) S&M. Hey, you don't fucking know. (laughs) Context is is king. Um, So we are doing part two of our top five wrestling uh, episodes. So basically, top five different things in wrestling. And last time we did this, we had a fourth person. Uh, I don't think he's going to make it today. (laughs) So it's just going to be the three of us. And so let's pick it up where we left off with top five managers in professional wrestling. Uh, And I think we'll go in the same order. Cynthia, lead us off. Okay. So because I was drawing a big blank, like personally, I went with people. Can I guess? Can I guess why that is? Sure. Because you have a giant gap in wrestling where, like, there was managers, and then now there's not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that's basically it. Um, the first one I put down was Paul Heyman because excellent choice. Oh, okay. He was the only point in like good part of Brock Lesnar ever walking out. Um, well, and keep in mind he hasn't. He hasn't just been Brock's manager. He's I know, been but a manager mostly to... when I've seen him, he's been with Brock. So. Right. Um, but he's got a, a good history is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And he talks wonderfully. Like, mm-hmm. And then I put, um, I had to Google. I'm not going to lie. And I just picked the most familiar names. That's fair. Uh, Paul Bearer, because the whole Undertaker thing, I know of that. Uh, Bobby Heenan. 
Um, Miss Elizabeth, because oh, shit. You know, ah. <laughs> and then Jimmy Hart. All right, those are great ones. Yeah, the, I, I would. I yeah, I think a lot of those folks have to be like on the Mount Rushmore of managers. Tony. See, I have a lot of the same ones. Um, I didn't think Miss Elizabeth, though. I don't know why. But either way, uh, my number five is Paul Bearer. My number four is Vicky. Um, oh, deep cut. As, I like it. As much as she was super annoying, but that was the point of a heel manager. And you were just like. Now, I have a question for you. So the, I think the main reason I wouldn't have thought of her is because I almost, if I would put her on like, if we did a top five general managers, because I thought that was her best role was when she was in charge of the show rather than like managing. Edge. I mean, I can, I can put her on both those lists. I mean, we might need to, not, we might I'm need to do an off the cuff uh, general manager round because I didn't put that on that list. But go ahead. I, I was I'm just not even. I, I'm not even talking about uh, with him and Edge or her and Edge. Like her shit with Ziggler and just oh, a few other people. Uh huh. Um, yeah. No. And then number three, Bobby Heaton. Number two, Jimmy Hart. And then number one would be Heyman because that dude doesn't even have to be with someone and just come out and cut a promo and you're going to listen to him. Right. Totally. Um, so I have uh, two honorable mentions. This guy I think is kind of an asshole, not kind of, he is an asshole, <laughs> but you can't deny the fact that he is like a legendary manager in wrestling, uh, Jim Cornette. And uh, I also put Miss Elizabeth on my honorable mention. Um, so my top five are Jimmy Hart, Paul Heyman, Paul Ellering, um, if you don't know who that is, manager <laughs> of Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors. Okay. Uh, I think he's very underrated as a manager, but um, he was a very important part of that team. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan and Paul Bearer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of went for like more off of like, okay, who's crazy legendary and has managed like, you know, the largest amount of successful acts, whether it's tag teams, whether it's singles. Um, and I think that like these top five that I picked are, you know, like Paul Bearer's like Undertaker, Kane, Mankind, Bobby mm. the Brain Heenan, like, where do I even begin? He managed so many, but like, I mean, the Mr. number Perfect. one's got to be Andre, Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Paul Ellering, Road Warriors, Paul Heyman, you know, Brock, CM Punk, a bunch of, you know, really successful guys. Jimmy Hart, like so many people, but like, Jimmy Hart, Hart Foundation also, is like, you know, enough said. Yeah, Jimmy Hart also had the, uh, the mouth of the South thing and his megaphone. It just kind of made him like stand out a little bit more. And he was... So fucking great. <laughs> oh, come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's, I know, Cynthia, you're not great off the cuff, but let's just kind of try to limp our way through um, the clear oversight that I made of, like, best general managers. Um, I'm Even if you say- just think of one, that's... Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> okay, those are good. Uh, Tony. Um, I mean... Does commissioners count or no? Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, so probably yeah, just like whoever's fully, in charge of the show. Fully, um, the oh. duo of Bischoff and Stone Cold. Uh, I love hated the anonymous general manager. Oh, 
it was just like divisive. Oh, I hated God. that. I hated yeah. that angle. But yeah, and then uh, Vicky, Vicky was really good as a heel. Um, Teddy Long can he's he'd probably be a little bit lower, but then, uh, but yeah, then uh, Kurt Angle was probably one of my favorites. His even though it was very short. Uh, yeah, Kurt was great. Um, I agree with Vicky. I really liked Teddy Long. I thought he was, he, he did a good job as a baby face, uh, mm-hmm. general manager. Um, William Regal was really good. Heel manager, uh, general manager. Mm-hmm. He was such a turd. Um, <laughs> Bischoff was interesting just because of like the fact that it was Eric Bischoff. Uh, but I think that the, the best, general manager commissioner of all time was uh, attitude era Mick Foley when he mm-hmm. was the commissioner it was so good. Didn't he, his office was like his little cave in the back and it was always like just a random like wire. Yeah. <laughs> random setup. Like every, every show. Yeah. Cause I, I, I would say Vince, but then like, he's never really been the general manager, but he's been like the on screen authority. And I think like in the nineties, uh, with like the attitude era, that was great. But then I think they did a good, good job with like bringing in Foley and he was kind of like a babyface opposition to like the corporation. But anyways, okay, let's move on to, I, I kind of lumped multiple people that are different, like, you know, um, talking roles that aren't managers necessarily, uh, commentary slash ring announcer slash backstage interviewers. So different people that work in wrestling that are mouthpieces, but aren't necessarily wrestlers and or, uh, managers. Cynthia, take us there. Uh, Lillian Garcia, Jr. Renee Ooh. Young, Corey Graves, and Jerry Lawler. That's a good list. That's a really good list. I didn't think of Lillian Garcia. That's a really good list. Yeah, she was the announcer from my child, like from yeah. most of the time when I watched. Yeah, she was awesome. I got for commentators, uh, her commentary, uh, Michael Cole, uh, McMahon before he was revealed, um, Jerry Lawler. Uh, I'm blanking on how to pronounce his name. NXT. Um, Marlo Ronaldo. Yep. Yep. And yeah, then I didn't think of him. That's a good one. Yeah. And then Jr. is you. I Classic. firmly believe you cannot touch Jr. Commentary wise, but yeah. ring ring announcers, um, Lillian Garcia, Tony Chimmel, uh, the one fall guy, and of course Howard Finkel. Okay. And then I don't know any backstage people or off the top of my head besides like Renee Young, and uh, she did great. So I mashed uh, just kind of top five of all three of these. So just like my GOAT broadcast team is what I was thinking. So mm. um, you guys all had good ones, though. I But I, I'm thinking like GOATs all time. <clears throat> Gorilla Monsoon, Jerry Lawler, Mean Gene Okerlund for backstage interview. Ah. Um, Howard Finkel, in my mind, is the voice of like – my childhood, like greatest well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Great. Dude, the Anu is like mm-hmm. iconic. Uh, and Jim Ross is the fucking goat. He is the greatest commentator that's ever lived. A, and I, I, I don't think he'll ever be touched. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if he's quite like hit his stride in AEW. Um, his, his announcing, uh, or his commentating is really, really, really good, but I think he's yet to get that like signature, 
match to call that's like, you know, where he gets the signature line of the, like, you know, kind of like a, you know, by God, they killed him. Or he hasn't quite yeah. hit that, like, yeah. you know, that iconic. You're still um, new. By well, yeah, God, yeah, he they, has been broken in half. You can count their, their pay-per-views on one hand. So, um, mm-hmm. but I think that the best is yet to come. All right. This is a much debated one in our, like, group chat. So I'm very curious to see how where this goes. Let's talk about. Top five title designs, Cynthia. So I had to research this because I only know, mostly know uh, WWE and I wanted to give like everyone a fair shot. So I, I, I was looking that. at titles for a while. <laughs> so I've got the AEW title, the IWGP Intercontinental title, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team 2012 titles. Whoa, um, I, I, I like how specific this is getting. Okay. Yeah, because... When I was looking at it, uh, they changed it up, and I like the 2012 one better. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The WWE Women's Tag Team belts and uh, Daniel Bryan, the Planet's Champion belt. <laughs> Those are good choices. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Tony. See, I'm not going to be as broad. Mine are all just five of the best-looking world titles to me. Um, number five is Ring of Honor's world title. They're uh, the one Cody one. Uh, I really liked it. And then number four is the winged WWF title back, you know, Stone Cold, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels days. Um, The IWGP heavyweight title for number three. And then number two is the TNA world title from 2013. I still. That that one that they just brought back. That's like that, that moose guy has, and he's not really the champion, but he just like suddenly came out. And because Tessa Blanchard's been off TV because of COVID-19 and she's the champion. And so now this guy, Moose, he brought it back and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the champion. Actually, it might be the the one that they retired. So you might be yeah. talking about are you talking about the one that like Kurt Angle and like Samoa Joe had a rivalry over? Uh, it's no. almost kind of like winged eagle. No, I'm talking. Uh, then, yeah, we're talking about this, the the same one. Like the one that like, Matt Hardy won? Yeah, that yeah. one. Okay, so That's they brought that back, dude. Did they? Awesome. I yeah. love that title. That is, Which is hilarious because they're not even TNA anymore, and that's why it's funny. This yeah. guy's like, I'm the TNA heavyweight yeah, champion. That one. Yep, yeah. I love, I love yeah, that should, title. You should look up the, the storyline they're doing with that. Okay, right because it reminds... I just wanted fight. to just say that. Because <laughs> it reminds me very much of my number one pick of the big gold belt. Like, that is, that is still my favorite title. It's like... Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, no, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you. So there's been a few different um, incarnations of that title. Are you like partial to NWA, like early WCW or 90s WCW where it was like flat? Or do you like I, when it was like the WWE version of it? I do really like Ric Flair's version with the like very dark brown leather. Um, and it wasn't like completely gold it was like it had gold but it had little highlights of uh i don't want i don't want to call it like light gold but it almost looks silver so like him and steamboat era like rivalry over it okay so that's like the nwa version but i also really liked the last version of it before they unified it when edge and orton and cena were fighting over it when it has the like the curve i don't the flat thing i don't like the flat i don't like that either it looks really weird. It it looks chintzy. And even the uh, oh. with the red leather on the back, 
I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I've got a couple, uh, honorable mentions. Sorry, Cynthia, but AEW is an honorable mention. Didn't quite make my cut, uh, <laughs> but that's a really amazing title. It's, it's really, really pretty. It's, uh, it's it a really cool, cool belt. It looks, it, it's reminiscent of classic designs, but it, it looks unique to, you know, that company. Um, the Attitude Era WWE title, uh, I think the penny Tony, title. You call it, you call it like the the coin title, but like yeah, mm-hmm. with the circular sort of plates. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. I th- I think there's better designs, but that is just like iconic to me because mm-hmm. when I, uh, you know, I grew up on the Winged Eagle, but like when I became a super fan, like all my guys, like Austin Won that Rock, title. yeah, that you know, Triple H, they, they all, yeah, they all had that title. Um, the uh, WWF hardcore title. It's so trashy, but it's like <laughs> completely unique. It was perfect for like that division. And I love that it had stipulations around it. Um, it's what I the 24 seven should have been. <laughs> I used to think it was super dope as a kid. Um, the last version of the ECW title, not WWE ECW, but because mm-hmm. they, they kind of changed it, but it, it looks similar. But the ECW uh, t- heavyweight title is like super cool and very like unique to ECW. Uh, and then the North American uh, title for NXT is an honorable mention. I forgot so, about the NXT titles. Here's my list. Um, I kind of lumped. They made some slight changes, but I just lumped this um, design into one thing. Uh, 80s to early 90s Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they had a few different colored straps. Uh, the plates were but, generally the same. Yeah. And I, honestly, I liked all the different straps. Um, I mean, they did weird stuff with warrior. He had like mm-hmm. a yellow title and, but I, I liked all that. It was just a cool design. Um, winged Eagle is incredible. Um, it's, you know, iconic. All the, all the greats had it. Uh, the current IWGP heavyweight title. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous title. I agree. Um, the uh, 10 pounds of gold NWA <laughs> title is uh, also just for just how prestigious it is. And it's a classic design that they've had for 50 years. Uh, and they the broke, big, don't fix it. Right. And the big gold title is uh, is my number one. Okay. So let's, this is another uh, often debated one. Let's talk about the top five heels of all time. Oh, oh these are of all time. Okay. I don't have of all time. I just have my top five. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's it's your it's your top five feel, heels of all time. It, it could be subjective. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really subjective. That's fine. <laughs> it's, your, okay. it's your list. Yeah, um, I have MJF, Randy Orton. I love him as a heel. Uh, Balor. Uh, Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, do you think that Finn Balor is better as a heel than a? Oh hell face? yes. Really? Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. All right. I That's mean, fair. like, I don't. I don't know like if I agree with face. that, but. Um. He's I not a bad her top five, heel, not your top five. I'm just. I'm. Just, uh, hey, w- this is. Well, w- there can be dialogue and debate about this. 
Well, it also could be because I've only seen him mostly as face that when he came up heel in his debut back at NXT, I'm like, oh, this is a nice change because how they were using him as face on the main roster was just falling flat because they didn't know what to do with him. Right. And so after a while, it was just like, show me something new. He does a good job as a as a heel. I honestly think that he could be an even better baby face had they utilized the demon persona more and and better because I don't you can't even really do that as a heel because it's you'd have to like just commit to just being the demon persona. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so it, it's a darker version of like a darker heel. It does that's stupid. Yeah. No, it has it's to be gonna- It'd be a, like a the Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, like his Firefly yeah. Funhouse self is like happy and Mr. Rogers, whereas the Fiend is like, well, he going to fuck you up. Y- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and then at, at this point, yeah, like that's a perfect example. They would basically, it'd be too derivative of, of that mm-hmm. if they tried to make that happen now. But okay. okay, I just just was wanting to ask about that. Okay, Tony. Um, I got a few honorable mentions of Kevin Owens, uh, mm-hmm. CM Punk. And new Daniel Bryan. And then my top five is specifically 2015 when he broke the shield, Rollins, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Randy Orton, MJF, and Edge. All right. Those are good ones. MJF is a little butthole. If, <laughs> he, really he, is. if he didn't live his gimmick outside, I would just think, okay, no, he's a pretty good guy. He's pretty good. Yeah, no, no the fact this motherfucker is flipping off kids in like autograph lines. Is, it's amazing. This is true. Um, okay. So I, I have, this was a tough one for me. Uh, this and baby faces were really tough. So I, I have, I have some honorable mentions that I want to shout out. Um, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, that whole gimmick is like so good for a heel. Um, and then he was kind of like the first one to, not the first one, but the first one to really lean into the I'm rich and I'm richer than you, so you you suck and I don't like thing. Um, Kane, Kane's heel work I think is super underrated because he's a devious oh, son get, of a bitch. I guess he did try to like burn some people alive and electrocute some people. <laughs> oh, yeah. That doesn't count. Um, he threw Zack Ryder off a fucking stage in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JBL, I thought, was a great heel character. It's very similar to Ted DiBiase in the whole, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm rich and uh, you're I'm not. I'm better than you. Uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, Rick Rude was an amazing heel as well. Edge. Uh, HBK, I think his heel stuff is really underrated because, we he you know, we ended – he ended his career and everybody just loved him. But like, think about in the nineties when that guy mm-hmm. was just a total asshole. Oh my gosh. Uh, Kurt angle. I think also same, same sort of situation. You know, he ended his everyone career. Everyone loves him so much, but dude, think about when he first started WWE, like everybody hated him. You uh, mean Chris, sexy Kurt? Oh yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Jake, the snake Roberts and Randy Orton, but my top five Roddy Piper, Dude, oh my god, such a good heel. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, man. Like, I I know it might that might be uh, that might be a surprising addition. And I mean, wasn't that the first time he went heel? Uh, at least on a big stage, he might have been yeah. a heel like you know really early before WWF. Uh, well, I mean, before he was actually Hogan. 
That's the first time that he was uh, a heel as the Hulk Hogan character. Yeah. Um, I just remember like that was shocking. And think about that. Like people were throwing trash into the ring. I, I don't know. I, I feel like he has to be on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H. I think he's one of the best heels of all time. Uh, Ric Flair, like amazing heel, very similar to kind of Ted DiBiase and JBL mm-hmm. and the whole like rich sort of thing. But I think he had a swagger that those two didn't have um, because he was way better they, in the ring. So he was didn't. not only like, hey, I'm rich, I'm famous, but I'm the best wrestler in the world. Um, and then uh, I think the number one heel of all time is Vince McMahon. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Fuck. that's that's my I didn't even think about I didn't even think about him. All right, let's talk about baby faces. You have to have a good guy to your bad guy, Cynthia. Let's go. John Cena. John Ooh. Cena, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. I like Bailey better as a face. And then I have Cody Rhodes. And also Balor, because I do like Balor. But that's mm-hmm. all right. Those are good ones. It's funny uh, that Co- I'm sorry. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. No, you're so, fine. Uh, it's funny that Cody's really like found his stride as a babyface, and I don't, I think that's kind of unexpected because Cody's in a couple of my lists because of his, his recent work. Yeah, his I think his best work in WWE was as, as a heel. So I I don't think we ever got to see him as like oh he's a top babyface, mm-hmm. and I almost think it was like a happy accident because. Mm-hmm. Until he got like super popular in the Bullet Club when like being on being the elite, he was working as like a hardcore heel still in like the indies and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. I, I think just people honestly, I, I attribute it to the match with Dustin at the last double or nothing. I, I think mm-hmm. that like well, meh probably all in with Nick Aldis. Like those two matches kind of mm-hmm. cemented his status as a babyface. Anyways, go ahead. Okay, so put I got him a, over a bit. You're fine. I got a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Um, I got. Um, I do love Kota. <laughs> Marco Stunt. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> now, honestly, I could probably put the whole Jurassic Express on this thing, but um, yeah, just specifically yeah. Marco Stunt, um, <clears throat> Sami Zayn, and. I think that's all I had for honorable mentions because my list got a little screwed up. But my top five is Daniel Bryan, Cody Rhodes, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, and John Cena. Those are good ones. Those are really good ones. Um, Honorable mentions for me, uh, Bret Hart, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. Uh, You see, I didn't put like break it down into singles or tag team. So I'm going to do Rock and Roll Express as as a tag team, but they were like one of the biggest babyface tag teams ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, Mick Foley, and Jeff Hardy. And my top five are John Cena, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Sting, Hulk Hogan, Mm. Rey Mysterio. Mm. Nice. And I mean, as much as I hate to give him credit, like the fact that Hulk Hogan could be in the conversation for like best baby face, best heel, like both. That, that's mm-hmm. impressive. Oh, um, I remembered. I remembered my other honorable mention was Kofi. Yeah, dude, he's he's got to be in the conversation for best. I feel like all face. of New Day. Yeah, but him especially. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, tweeners slash antiheroes. For those that don't know, a, a tweener is somebody who's like an antihero <laughs> that's not quite a full-on bad guy, but um, not quite a good guy. But the crowd cheers for them. They like them. Cynthia, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, I did Stone Cold, The Rock, Becky Lynch, John Moxley, and personally, I kind of feel like he is, and I say Darby Allen. Hmm. Darby Allen's a good choice. See, I didn't know this was on our list, but if I had to go off the top of my head, honestly, I would pick exactly what Cynthia said, except swap Darby for Balor. Uh, as just Finn Balor or the demon? Uh, demon. Okay. I get, well, either or, because he's someone, I don't care if he's healer face, I'm going to cheer him. Well, okay, but it his like normal... Because I would argue that he's definitely a heel right now, and I would argue that before that he was definitely a babyface. If you're meaning I mean, like the demon does some things that Balor wouldn't do as a, and yes. yeah, okay, then then probably just demon specifically. Because he is like more vicious in a way that Finn Balor isn't as a babyface, anyway. Because I mean, you could argue Bray Wyatt is there too. A thousand percent, yeah. No, for sure. He that's I would argue that that is a tweener character because the crowd cheers him, even though he does like very heelish stuff. He, um, like murders people. Yeah. <laughs> so. So my list, all these people have been straight up baby faces and straight up heels. But I think the majority of their career, they've been in between because even if they are bad guys, like people want to cheer them regardless. Uh, CM Punk, the undertaker, triple H, the rock, stone cold, Steve Austin. I don't think and that's the that. bottom. Then. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about the biggest draws, the biggest draws, the biggest money makers. Let's talk about that. Cheddar. So, so, this is the one when I messaged, I'm going to put stuff that people might not like. And I kind of want to go last or maybe first with this. You're going I, first because you just brought it up. You're going okay. first. So I did the biggest draws in my opinion, and none of them are rest specific wrestlers. Um, <clears throat> I have big shows as in Wrestle Kingdom, WrestleMania, stuff like that. Oh. Uh, for me, technician wrestling can be a bigger draw than most things like the Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak matches that like, that's going to bring me to a match more than anything. Um, an underdog story. So, you know, Ray Mysterio, uh, oh. his, his 22 <laughs> uh, mania 22, uh, victory was like ultimate underdog. Um, number two is feuds. Like a good feud, Johnny Gargano versus uh, Champa, that'll bring me to come watch. Uh, and then number one, I guess you can be technical. It, they are wrestlers, big names. So as much as I hate him, Lesnar, Cena, those kind of big names. Lesnar specifically, like when he was feuding with Samoa Joe or Braun Strowman. Sorry, I think there's someone revving a motorcycle outside my house. Um I was tuning into that because those guys were like, no, they can beat Brock. I want to watch this. I want them to win. That'll that's a draw to me. Okay. 
That's a pretty outside of the box uh, answer, but I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Cynthia, go ahead. <laughs> I to the, nor- the normal way. <laughs> I just have wrestlers because I asked. Oh. <laughs> Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Becky, and Jericho. Nice. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Um, so I've got a some honorable mentions. Uh, the Undertaker, Andre the Giant, and Macho Man. But my top five uh, has to be Bruno San Martino, John Cena, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Hulk Hogan. And this was at the point where I messaged you guys, and I'm like, I'm 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 a little like, I'm a little uh, taken aback at how much Hulk Hogan is making my list, <laughs> my lists, I should say. Um, I I guess I looked at it as like, who were the top wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, over the last few decades? And in my opinion, it's those are the top five guys. Um, if I had to pick of, a top five guys wrestlers. Um, in the last few decades, uh, Taker, Stone Cold, Rock. I could even fucking put Hogan on here as much as I don't care for it. But there's been a few times I've popped for Hogan. And then, again, as much as I legitimately hate him, Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at it as like, who has made the most money for wrestling as a whole, whether it be pay-per-view buys, whether it... I also took into consideration... Um, merchandising like, and that's why like Hulk Hogan has to be on this list because uh, Vince basically like created like the idea of merchandising fucking everything off of Hulk Hogan. So, mm-hmm. and that's a huge, that I also saw a flock of Hulk Hogan's. Yeah, that's a huge, <laughs> and, and, and like, and you don't even have to know anything about wrestling and you know who Hulk Hogan is and same thing oh, yeah. with the mm-hmm. rock, same thing with stone cold um, John Cena for that matter. So that's why I, you know, I, I mentioned those guys. And to, and to me, I said Bruno because before... Dude, he had like a 10-year-long title run. <laughs> right, and like he was like their top guy. And so when, before like, before wrestling was so um, materialized as it is now, like he was making them money. So mm-hmm. um, let's talk about top five promos. And this is, again, I, I put top five promos of all time, but it can be subjective. Oh, it's and very subjective. Cynthia, <laughs> you can go ahead. Okay, so my honorable mention, because it's written in my margin, um, actually happened recently before we filmed this. So that's why it's my honorable mention. But it just happened on uh, AEW. I don't know how much of a promo it is, but it hyped up the match between Nyla Rose and... Hikaru Shida, when what's been happening is Shida lost her kendo stick, and while she's having an interview in the back, Nyla comes out of nowhere and says, I found your kendo stick, bitch, and hits her with it. <laughs> so. <laughs> ah, a, a, a promo purist we have here. Okay. <laughs> as long as it made you feel something. Oh, no, it did. It's why it's sure. written in the margin. Sure. Um, Austin 316. Yeah. Oh, that promo, hands what down. What else can you say? Um, everything else just kind of makes me happy. Uh, Rowan, Colleen, uh, Lesnar, a bitch. <laughs> All right. Which time? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> um, once again, I didn't know how much of the things that I like count as promos, but um, 
How much fish could Bobby fish fry? <laughs> you should be fucking ashamed. No. Okay. That's dumb. I that's, am not. That's it a catchphrase. It brings me joy, and it reminds me of Logan. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um. So for, and then there was the back and forth at the No Mercy contract signing for John Cena versus Roman, where it was basically. Oh, yeah. That was really good. John it, Cena eviscerated Roman. Destroyed I, 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 oh, yeah. I hate to say it, it but you know what? Roman got really good at promos after that. Oh, yeah. It was awesome to watch. And then I actually looked up promos because at first I was trying to do greatest of all times, but I'm like, I wasn't super involved in any of this, so I don't really know. But I stumbled upon one that made me laugh, and I absolutely loved it. It was Randy Savage in the back doing like the cream of the crop rice to the top or whatever. I don't know what the fuck really he was talking about, but the close-up magic with the little creamer cup was amazing. <laughs> cream of the crop. So that's, that's, there you go. Yeah, no, that, that's a good one. That is great. <laughs> All right, you Tony. Made, you made me, you made me lose my, okay. So I have, <laughs> I have honorable mentions. Um, this is where I don't know if they count as promos, but, they got me. They got me real bad. Um, Edge's retirement speech. Yeah, that, it's a promo. That hit so hard. Daniel's, re- I'm using this as a double, uh, Daniel's retirement and then return speech because that I remember when they announced, hey, Daniel Bryan's cleared to wrestle again. It was on like ESPN and shit like that. It was just like, that was very big. Um, and then Kofi's, I've been doing this for 11 years, that whole promo. And then my the, top that five. Most, like, it was pretty recent in AEW. Yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's a great one. No, Kofi. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I thought, I thought you said Cody. No, uh, but my top five is Becky after she broke her face. Um, number four, Ric Flair's 92 Royal Rumble win. Um, With a tear in my eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number three austin 316 number two is cody's silver spoon promo that one and number one is the pipe bomb because right. that that changed something as much as no one will probably admit at wwe because punk punk never did anything for them um that that changed something he was he was the one of few people who could probably go out there and say this company will be better when mcmahon is dead and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he get away with it? They kind of, never mind. I mean, he was still with the company he, for he, a little bit. He, he had some success after that. Yeah, he had a year long title run after that. And then they buried him. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, but hey, he had a good three years after he told him this company's better if my, our boss was dead. <laughs> so I've got some honorable mentions. Um, one, I wouldn't say it's a good promo, but it is maybe the most entertaining thing I think I've ever seen in terms of like wrestling promos. Have either one of you heard the uh, WrestleMania, I think it's six, when Hogan and Warrior, I think that's six. Anyways, Hogan and Warrior were, were headlining and both titles run the line, Intercontinental and the heavyweight title. I know this and match, but I don't think I know the promo you're talking about. It's the airplane promo. It's basically like okay. Room. So Warriors cutting the uh, Ultimate Warriors cutting this promo, and at the end of each sentence, he ends it with Hulk Hogan, and 
So he's basically he talks about how they're both going to be on the same. Well, okay, not both. I think uh, you know. No, yeah, maybe they're both. I I don't remember. No, actually, no. It's the pl- it's the plane that Hogan is on, and he's talking about how it's going to crash on the way to him <laughs> heading to WrestleMania, and he's like, um, or maybe he is on the plane. I can't remember. But he's like, he's talking about. He's just like. He goes, he's like, uh, you know, yeah, because he, he is on the plane, too. So Warrior and Hogan are on the same plane. He's like, I'm going to rip the door off the cockpit. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. I'm going to grab the controls. I'm going to put that plane into a nosedive. Hulk Hogan. The pilots, <laughs> they've already made the ultimate sacrifice. Hulk Hogan. And it just like this fucking 10 minute long, like rambling thing where he's basically talking about he's going to crash this fucking plane. (laughs) (laughs) All that to say, like, he's going to beat him at WrestleMania. And uh, dude, it's (laughs) so crazy. Um, So that that's got to be honorable mention. Um, Nice. Speaking of Hulk Hogan, uh, Hogan turning heel and forming the NWO. Amazing promo. It was iconic. It changed wrestling forever. Uh, I also had honorable mention Randy Savage cream of the crop. It's also just crazy eighties. Like he's full of cocaine uh, and just talking about nonsense, but it's, have you seen that video? Yeah, no, it's so classic. Yeah. That's another one that almost made honorable mention too. Uh, but yeah, the cream rises to the top. Yep. Um, so my top five, Chris Jericho, Roz Jericho, his debut on, on WWF is like go go back and watch that promo it's underrated it's so good and he's basically going toe-to-toe promos with With the best talker of the time yes oh no Uh, i watched that one (laughs) so so good like he's he does all of his all of his stuff but basically you got to think of this is all of his stuff that he established in this promo he wasn't doing the Raw's jericho thing in wcw like he created all these catchphrases in one promo it's bonkers um, let's see here. I also had with a tear in my eye. This is mm. the greatest moment of my life. Ric Flair, 92 Royal Rumble. Again, he does all of his shticks too, but that line is just, mm. uh, speaking of lines, what, he, I put, what he's like with a tear in my eye. <laughs> yeah. So good. Speaking of lines, uh, about hard times, baby. Hard times. Mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes, hard times promo. Uh, he's just one of the greatest talkers of all time. So I had the to put son Dusty of a Rhodes. plumber. Uh, CM Punk pipe bomb. That's my number two. That's uh, I agree with Tony. It, it definitely changed the landscape of wrestling. And uh, Austin three sixteen is the greatest mm-hmm. promo of all time, in my opinion. And it again changed the wrestling. Talk world about your bottles. Talk about your John three sixteen. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Classic. Classic. Speaking and I love of, uh, I love um Jesus, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. The the uh Freebird who's standing there, like his legit reaction of, oh my god, what did he just say? Yeah, Michael Hayes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was his like weird like Doc Hendricks character. But yeah. yep. Yeah. He's just weird in general. He's a weird guy. <laughs> All right, let's talk about, uh, speaking of promos, let's talk about catchphrases. Top five catchphrases. Cynthia. 
I have an honorable mention list. All right. As in there's more than one. Let's do it. Because it's all written in my margins. Um, you suck. Oh, for like because uh, Kurt Angle. Angle? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but is, yes. I don't know if that's his. That's not his catchphrase, though. That's like a crowd chant. Name someone else who has that. It's okay. Uh, I, I'll, I'll let it go, but I think that's a crowd chant, which we should have put that on the on on these categories. We might have to do an impromptu crowd chant after this. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Okay, I'll allow that one because he actually says that. Bang bang. Ooh, bang, bang. that's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. That's a good one. I'll do that sometimes at work. I'll just be like bang bang. I'll be like, why the fuck did I do that? That is a good one. Um, and then my actual list is what. <laughs> what? I hate you right now. <laughs> what? Sorry. Uh, too sweet. What? Suck it. What? Woo! <laughs> I'm better than you, and you know it. All right, those are good ones. Those are good ones. I have. Wait, is is was that your actual list? Yeah, yeah you maybe oh, okay. would have heard it if you weren't saying what every five seconds. <laughs> He wasn't every five you seconds. Wanna, hey, <laughs> rapid fire your list again because this butthole was saying what every five seconds. Go, rapid fire. What? What? Too sweet, suck it. Woo! I'm better than you and you know it. All right. Okay. Those are good ones. So I have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, woo. Ric Flair, woo. Um, have a nice day. Bro. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <clears throat> uh, too sweet. Or excuse me, I guess it's too sweet me, bro. Um, and then my actual list is yes and no. Daniel Bryan's whole deal. Okay. <laughs> Number four, give me a hell yeah slash what. Which I guess you could do still uh, just Stone Cold in general. Um, number three, best there is, best there ever was, best there ever will be. Number two, suck it. And then I was just going to put number one, just anything Chris Jericho has ever said, but (laughs) stupid idiot. (laughs) That's a great one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I still can argue. I'll put any, any other Chris Jericho one is in my honorable mentions, but stupid idiot is (laughs) my number one right now. All right. Uh, I've got some honorable mentions as well. Uh, Let's see here. Rest in peace. That's that's a classic one. Suck it. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's a great one. Yes. Uh, also honorable mention. You just made the list. Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that. Oh well. yeah. I as you guys know, I I went as that character for Halloween, and uh, yes. that so I'm a big big fan of that catchphrase. Um, one of my favorite moments as you as him was when you got Heather within like five seconds and you switched pens <laughs> to write the second one. <laughs> oh yeah, I was very committed to that character. Um, we I need got another uh, Halloweenia. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Um, and that's like you got to think of that's been also then borrowed by so many people. I mean, even outside mm-hmm. of wrestling, like that's they talk about that in sports and stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, have a nice day. I put that as an honorable <laughs> mention. Um, top list. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Uh, woo! No, that, no one has touched that. And I thoroughly enjoy that. That's a still 
that's a Bret Hart thing. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, I, I don't know if there's like a better way to say that you are the best, the greatest yeah. that there will ever be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, four. Woo. Uh, then I got, Ooh, yeah. Um, and that's the bottom line. Cause stone cold said so. And then I've got, uh, if you smell what the rock is cooking. I'm surprised there was, you guys didn't do any other, do any rock catchphrases. I mean, oh, if, no. I, if I He's did, it would be, it doesn't matter. Insert whatever here. <laughs> I know there's so many between him, Austin, Jericho. Jericho. It's like, geez, Louise, there's so many. Oh no, definitely. Like I just went for like at the time. I don't think you realize what you've done to us, Matt. Like remember, and it was short, sweet, and mostly one word. <laughs> let's talk about uh, entrance music here, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go. Okay. I had a really hard time with this. I'm going to tell you that right now. This and entrances were so, a, a bugger. For me, the entrances, something entrance music is something I would like to listen to a lot. Um, See my gym playlist. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> my playlist is wrestling entrance music. So, but Stone Cold is my honorable mention because of the breaking glass. Literally. I, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I heard Breaking Glass and I immediately turned and waited for his music. It never came because um, someone actually broke glass and it wasn't his entrance. Did you go stun him? Considering like that's an immediate reaction. Um, and also, you know, uh, Undertaker. Mm, gong. Exactly. And then my actual list is um, part of my gym workout playlist. <laughs> Um, Sami Zayn, Worlds Apart, HBK, Sexy Boy, uh, Bailey's Face Music, Turn It Up, Kenny Omega, Battle Cry, and Darby Allen's I Fell. Hmm. Hmm. Say that list one more time. I can respect that. You were, you were going through it quick. Uh, Sam, oh, so did you, I wrote down the names of the songs too. Does that matter? Just say whose theme it is. Uh, Sami Zayn, HBK, Bailey's face music, and then Kenny Omega's new one, his battle cry, and then okay, Darby Allen. Very cool. All right, Tony. So <laughs> this one was super fucking hard for me to the point I almost made a honorable, <laughs> honorable mention list, but I didn't. But I did make an honorable mention. Um, Alistair Black, uh, Sexy Boy, Shawn Michaels, um, the undisputed era, I guess, slash Adam Cole. Boom. Um, Johnny Gar. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Um, Bray Wyatt's uh, Fiend one, because that is just it's just a metal version of his. Uh, uh, Degeneration X. And then I don't know enough AEW, but uh, my actual list, number five is Judas Mm, for Jericho. Uh, Number four is Hardy Boys. Number three, Balor. Demon or Finn, pick one. And then number two, Triple H. Wait a second, hold on. I'm assuming you mean the Motorhead version, but he's had a few different, okay. Yeah, the the game, like. Time to play the game! And then number one is Edge. Yes. 
Oh, and um, The Rock and Stone Cold are also in my honorable mentions. That one, that one was probably the hardest list for me that I have currently because that's all I have, and the rest kind of are going to be off the top of my head. Um, okay, so I, I've got a pretty. I cheated here. I've got a pretty hefty honorable mention list, but because this, your honorable mention list is longer than is any tough. of the okay. other. So um, this is a deep cut, but I love this guy's music. Um, Nick Aldis's uh, theme music uh, from the NWA is a, basically a kind of like rock metal version of the song promontory from it's the theme song from the movie last the Mohicans. And it's, Awesome. If you haven't heard it, you should get on YouTube, check it out. It's sick. And Nick Aldis, I think, is super underrated. Great wrestler. Um, The Brood. Also, if you don't know what that is, check out the music because it is freaking rad. The Brood was a super cool faction and their music kicked ass. Um, <laughs> Doesn't touch. Christian! 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 <laughs> that music is uh, it's, it's so the stupid. intro is great, but the rest of it is god awful. Have you heard it? It's uh, recently, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes music currently, it's so good. I, I like that there's mm-hmm. like personal meaning in the lyrics too, um, to, to his character and him as a person. Uh, Marty Skrull's music, <clears throat> whoop whoop, so oh, good, dude. Yes, um, Chris Jericho's WWE music, Break the Walls Down, uh. The Rock's music, Macho Man's music. He basically just comes out to pomp and circumstance, but it's it, it's just so iconic mm-hmm. um, for his character. Same thing with uh, Ultimate Warrior. It's not really great, but it's just like, you know, the... It's just... it's You know it. Um, I mean, you can, you can throw Daniel into that. I don't list. actually like that. I don't like his music. I hate to say it. I don't know. Ride of the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. I, I like it, but it's, I like it's, it when it's, it's in apocalypse now and not a wrestler's theme. I remember when he first came out to that, I was just like, ew, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm used to it now, but, um, I think this is an un, uh, underrated one. Mark Henry's theme music. It's by three, six oh, mafia. God, yeah. Dude, that is the hardest fucking entrance music ever. Like, the lyrics are mm-hmm. somebody's going to get their ass kicked. Somebody's going to get their wig split. <laughs> like, and it just says that over and over again. It's that the music's hard as fuck. Um, John Cena. I mean, come on, dude. It's yeah. so good. Uh, what does Jordan say every time? Yeah, do. And uh, I mean, yeah, killer. You know, he raps his own music. It's great. Um, I had to see. I have it too. Uh, dude, it's a dope. It's, a good it's- uh, Bret Hart's music. It's so good. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura's original theme is oh incredible God. in my mind. Yes. Um, CM Punk's Cult of Personality theme. It's iconic uh, for that, that character one. and for a, a time period of, in wrestling. Uh, the <clears throat> NWO theme. Uh, you mean the old? version of undisputed well, era then, uh, my next uh honorable mention is undisputed era and then uh <laughs> alistair black and hulk hogan um that's a good one i am a real american uh so my actual list <laughs> now that i got there is, oh my God. Uh, 
Degeneration X, <laughs> Triple H's uh, The Game by Motorhead, um, Sexy Boy, HBK, uh, The Undertaker, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I have yeah, an honorable mention because I completely forgot about it. Keith Lee's entrance Ooh, music. That's yeah, I forgot him too. He is. It's limitless. it's up there with Mark Henry's, dude. All right, let's talk about very akin to entrance music, entrances, top five entrances. Like right. what they come in yeah. with, right? Just making sure. Because my honorable mention is The Fiend walking in with Bray Wyatt's head as the so fucking lamp. Entrance. Okay. Love that. Yeah, that's my honorable mention. My Because I just remembered it. <laughs> but the ones I've written down are Alistair's Black, Alistair Black's, because I like it when it pops up. Finn Balor. Naomi. She that's always dances in something crazy. New, New Day. They're throwing food at people. I like it. <laughs> And the bar. That's a good one. All right. That's good. Uh, this is good. This one's good. Just uh, top of my head, honorable mentions, Ric Flair, um, Shawn Michaels, mostly because they didn't really like do anything different, but it's the difference in attire every time and just the way they come out. It's just, that's them. Uh, I could argue the same thing with... Uh, Edge. edge but is, if edge i had to just a pick entrance, a top especially five when they started giving him pyro very good yeah uh top five stone cold just the uh, there's nothing to it but like you cynthia was saying with the glass breaking and his it's just walk like walk to the ring is iconic mm-hmm yeah. uh triple h i think it was mania 21 when motorhead played him out um Bear with me. Demon Balor. Did nope. I already say that? No, ta- okay. Um, number two, John Cena. John Cena has good entrances. Um, and then number one, I think, has to be Taker. Just the any, any mania Taker. So I'm going to rapid fire some... Um, entrances and, and so I took the approach of like just generalized across the board uh, because there's there's some like standout ones that you could say like oh well that entrance that Shinsuke Nakamura did with you know with with the violins and Nita Strauss yeah. at Wrestlemania but um, anyways but I'm going kind of generalized um, but he's on my honorable mention Shinsuke Nakamura uh, John Cena Rey Mysterio The Brood Goldberg. Goldberg almost made my list because he's got great entrances. Um, Macho Man, Degeneration X, Eddie Guerrero, the dude with the with the lowriders. Oh, oh, the, the lowriders. Uh, the he's Rock, just... nothing special about his, but like, dude, in Attitude Era, w- like it's his a... entrances mm-hmm. were iconic because the, the pop was so huge. Um, well, it's, I don't think people really uh, respect or understand how good uh, – entrance can be if it has that that glass shattering that if you smell uh it's like big the biggest pops i've heard are some of those that you hear that first sound before right. they even are out. i also love how he would go to the the corner and then throw the arm up and then smell the air which is just perfect um 
Batista, dude, his entrances are sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really surprised Saliva never played him out. That would have been an. I thought I could. I thought that was going to be his third uh, Mania 35 entrance was uh, Saliva playing him. Uh, Goldust, I think he has very underrated entrances. Uh, New Age Outlaws, you know the whole like shtick that Road Dog would come out and then basically like cut a promo mm-hmm. to the ring. I thought was super innovative and cool and. Oh, dude, oh, the crowd would go know? crazy for it. Um, Ultimate Warrior, the fact that he ran at every uh, entrance was awesome. Bret Hart, I think his is iconic Damn. too. Sting, like Crow Sting entrances were amazing. Because half the time he'd come in from like the rafters. Uh, Edge was on my honorable mention. Uh, New Day. Oh, we're yeah, still dude, on your I honorable you, mention. I had a tough time with this one and entrance music. Uh, New Day, uh, their entrances are great. Roddy Piper, I mean... The freaking kill, the bagpipes, so good. Um, entrances, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair, HBK, Triple H, The Undertaker. I I yep. just, I don't know. I think that they consistently were like the best entrances in wrestling. This is another mm. tough one. Talkers, let's go. Best guys or girls on the mic. Cynthia, let's go. The Rock, MJF, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, oh, wow. and John Cena. Wow. wow. Okay. Not even an honorable mention. Damn. I got a. I mean, I got a bunch of honorable like, mentions for this one too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, most of mine don't actually have honorable mentions. Okay, so. that's fair. I didn't uh, think we were doing that. It's my podcast. So I, I can do whatever the hell it's, I want. It's I hard. Can cheat. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. I don't care. Okay, this this one's going to be, again, hard for me. It's all just off the top of my head. Um, Flair, as much as I don't like him. Oh, I thought you were were Uh, saying that's about Ric Flair, and I was like, wait, what? Okay. No, as much as as I don't care for him, Hulk Hogan, uh, Paul Heyman, um, or are we saying wrestlers specifically? Because no, I guess talkers and wrestling. So I, uh, Heyman is absolutely okay. somebody you consider. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Stone Cold wasn't always the best, but he, I think he's still on this list. Uh, the rock Jericho, CM Punk, um, Cena, yep. Cena has got to be on this. Mm, and I could probably even argue Cody onto here. He's very good. I think he's coming to his own. And and uh, Kenny Omega. Ooh, okay. I think that's got to be it. I think All that's right. got to be it for me. Honorable mentions: Bobby the Brain Heenan, Vince McMahon, Paul Heyman, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Edge, Mick Foley. Ah, oh, fuck Foley, Edge. Foley, I think, is super mine. underrated. <laughs> I don't know if he'd be considered in a lot of people's top five lists, but dude, go back and check out some of his promos. They're amazing. Triple H, Hogan, Randy Savage, CM Punk, Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake. And dude, I had a hard time because Piper and Jake Piper. the Snake, I was like, God, they have to be on top. But I, I I think it has to be Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Chris Jericho. You know what? Fuck these lists. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. I, th- I think The Rock is the greatest talker of, of all time. I um, This was tough, though, because... I, I almost wanted to put Roddy Piper on there uh, because the thing about the difference between him and The Rock 
Um, and like Ric Flair and the rock or dusty Rhodes and the rock is the rock had a lot of stuff written for him, um, by Brian Gwertz, who is his kind of like main guy that wrote a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas like way back in the day, they were just going completely off the dome, but rock is also really good at going off the dome too. So I think his delivery mm-hmm. gets him the number one spot. Let's talk about. Okay. So real quick, um, I might, this might be my last one, mostly because I have another appointment to get to and I'm starting to ooze out of my bandages. Okay. Context also, so. again, uh, he has a new tattoo. <laughs> He's not just, <laughs> yeah. No, he just oozes sometimes. It's cool. I said out of my bandage, so. <laughs> I thought we had you till 730. Well, yeah, and I'm now leaking fluids. <laughs> All right, so let's end with. Top five eras of wrestling. We can take a second to actually talk about them too, because I think we had we had to clarify before we actually started recording. I guess that's what I joined the chat in on because um, I only know technically two because I don't know what the <laughs> other ones were named. So yeah, <laughs> I always said Attitude Era because who doesn't love it? I don't know. And I really like this one right now because of okay. everything that's going on. I think it's all. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say the Netflix. same, give the same <laughs> argument for um, Attitude Era is probably just, I'm not putting these in any specific order because they're all great for different reasons. Um, Attitude Era was great for the time because it's what they needed. Obviously, that's how they beat uh, Nitro in the Monday Night Wars. Um, so it was good for what it was needed. And I'd say even the ruthless aggression era, it it had its faults, but we got some good stars out of it. Um, but right now, from I'd say 2014 to now, I don't care if there's different eras in it. It's just the last 10 years has never been a better time to be a pro wrestling fan. There's right now you have different stuff you can watch and there's people in WWE specifically that I never thought I'd see Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Um, and yeah, so now is probably one of my favorite areas. So I, I honestly didn't even, I, I don't know. I, I didn't want to consider like what's going on now because it remains to be seen what it's going to be become. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be looked back upon fondly. Um, but I, I just didn't want to speak to something that's still currently happening. So, um, my top five in honestly in order for me, um, the reality era, which is basically from like 2013 till basically like 2016, um, To me, I think that was like the first step into a more positive change um, to wrestling. And you had some smaller workers getting a shine. Uh, Women's wrestling started to change for the better. It just started to. Mm -hmm. I, I think after like 2016, it really took off and became what it is today. But um that was kind of like the the initial um, 
Yeah. And then you kind of had the, the promos were more reality based. The storylines were more reality based. I thought that was interesting. Um, Rufus. Isn't that when they started like total divas and all that crap too? Uh, I think that's not why I was considering that, but, um, I think. Well, I mean, they started a lot more like reality TV shows and that's why it's named well, no, what it is. So I, I looked this up. The reason why it's named what it, um, the way, what it is is because of the pipe bomb promo, because that was like talking about real stuff. So it's more like the, what was going on in the storylines, not mm-hmm. so much that they were doing reality TV shows. Cause I would argue there's less reality in reality TV shows than even there is in wrestling storylines. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> Next for me is Ruthless Aggression. Uh, I agree with Tony. There was a few problems with it, uh, but the the fact that they had to kind of like rebuild with new stars and then you got, you know, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, Batista, uh, John Cena, Cena. Like some of the biggest stars of all time that, you know, basically like carried, you know, wrestling into the next generation. I, I, I don't know. To me, I, I, it's... I think you have to consider it. And then also it was a, an era that a lot of um, veterans that had never got a shot finally got a shot like Edge, uh, Eddie Guerrero. <coughs> mm-hmm. I don't really like JBL, but I, you know, he got the sh- to be the JBL character and was a really good heel. Uh, Kurt Angle, like I think he, he was already like a top guy, but he became like the top guy like him and Eddie, um, as much as, you know, a lot of people want to forget about this guy. Same thing with Chris Benoit. Um, Benoit. And then you still had like the old guard, like Undertaker, HBK, Triple H still killing it. Um, Dude, we still have. Right. Yeah. But they were still, I mean, those guys were like, even though they'd been in the company for well over a decade at that point, uh, they were still putting on great matches at this time. Same with Jericho. Uh, golden age era mm-hmm. warrior macho hogan and it's, it's arguably not as good of an in-ring product altogether but it basically like made wrestling just this monolith you know that's so popular same thing with you know specifically mm-hmm. wwf um this might be kind of controversial but i uh love the new generation era the one that came after Golden Age and before um, Attitude Era, so basically like early '90s. The argument could be made that that was like one of the worst times for wrestling, but this is why it's, I think, important to me. Um, for one, that's when I started watching wrestling, and even though a lot of the wrestling was trash, you still had Shawn Michaels come up. You had Bret Hart, Undertaker, all these really, really just iconic legends started around that time. And there was actually some good wrestling um, with some of those guys. And then attitude era, I think is the greatest era of all time. Um, You know, it's interesting. The, when edge and Christian were still doing a podcast, they did this whole podcast on the attitude era and they made the argument. They don't think that the wrestling during that era wasn't that it wasn't really that great, but that the storylines and it like, the promos mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff was what the like moments were more important during that time. See, 
I think, well, yeah, like you were saying, it's more important. I think that was just a different time. Just that's what people cared about. That was when kayfabe was alive and well. Now we are so tech-based and spoiler-ridden. It's like no one really cares. But if you have someone like a Gargano or a Brian who can technician wrestle in there, you kind of believe like, okay, no, like that's a good story because – this guy could potentially beat him because he's actually good at wrestling. And then back in the Attitude Era, it was just like, oh, we had fucking a dead guy throw another man off the top of a cage. Right. That's all you needed. Hey, I, I, I'm really into the storylines. <laughs> well, it's like you had people legitimately, I think, um, I don't think I did, but you might have. Like people ask you, when you sell him, you watch wrestling and Undertaker this and that. It's like, is is he really dead? It's just like if you have to ask that, it's like you're doing See, something. I don't remember that being good. a thing as much during the Attitude Era, but it absolutely was in like the New Generation era because that was when kayfabe was still definitely like really, really a thing. And mm-hmm. I, I've told this story before in this podcast and to you guys just talking. I remember the first time I saw Undertaker, and I legit was <laughs> terrified of him. Him and mankind scared the. Sh- out of me. Yeah, what, was your, what was your thing with mankind when he okay. like first did the claw and like the dude again i think i told the story on here but I, I'll, I'll tell it i'll tell it and then we'll that's how we'll close out the the, the episode um so the, okay. this is probably um i think 90 i mean it had to be no, like 98 no, or it was 97 that. 95 or 96 is when he first started um and so they used to have this saturday morning show called um uh, superstars and so and it was basically like they would have just like replays of like of matches from the the weekly show and then they would have some original matches that they were like pre-taped so this was like when mick was debuting as mankind and so he comes to the ring and basically like at they started his his career off he was just like massacring jobbers so he comes to the ring, and I'll never forget this. This is the whole kind of like crux of the match. And he's ripping his hair out in clumps. And it's not like a work. It's shoot ripping his hair out. You can you can hear it like making that disgusting sound when hair gets ripped out. And it's he's pulling clumps out of it and then like kind of sprinkling it <laughs> around the ring. And I was just like, oh, my God. And so he's got like the fucking Hannibal Lecter mask on and everything. So, and at this point he also had like part of his head shaved, which was also terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. And then he had a, he had a Come big bald spot, and which is probably why they shaved his head. Cause he had this like disgusting, like scar. So I'm like, dude, is this guy like a brain surgery just recently or something? You know, as a little kid. So I would had a, had to have been, um, yeah, like, Mm, eight or nine. So he gets into the ring and they, it was, you know, they kind of did the, the simple, like lock up, shoot the ropes, you know, that kind of thing. But then he eventually slaps on the mandible claw and he gets the guy to the ground. So I was already kind of like, Oh, that's, that's a little scary, <laughs> but where it really went South for me, but I, well, I shouldn't say it went South cause I ended up getting obsessed with it. But what, I already liked wrestling, but this was like solidified that I was obsessed with it, but it terrified me. He gets him to the ground and they must have like 
had the dude uh, pop like Alka-Seltzer in his mouth when he was on the ground or something before that. Because Mix, he's got the mandible claw and the ref's like checking the guy and he seems like he's out. So, you know, he's about to ring the bell and the guy starts convulsing and foaming at the mouth. And so the ring's like, the, the ref's like, ring the bell, ring the bell. <laughs> like, and then Mick. You just think you just watched someone die. He's like, starts talking to himself. And then like, he, t- he talked to himself and he's like staring up at this, like the sky like holding the mandible claw and he's like, Oh boy, blah, 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 blah. Like going, just talking about random shit. And then he's like looking down at the guy and the ref's trying to pull him off. And the guy's like, Bleh! foam coming out of his mouth. And he starts talking to him like, Oh, look at what you made me do. And like, dude. And so I thought this is like, I'm a little kid. I don't know at this point that wrestling is a work. I thought he legit fucking killed him. <laughs> like, and so I remember like talking to my friends. I'm like, he just killed him. I, I just saw it. Like, I just watched him die in the ring. We're laughing at you. Like, yeah, you stupid fucking kid. Believe in shit on TV. <laughs> I, they might've just been like, oh, that's nice. Or I don't know. Um, but I thought that he, I thought that's he killed nice him because dear. this guy's a jobber, right? So then you don't ever see him again. So I'm like, I watched the net. I watched the next weekend. He's not on the show. And then mankind's the on the show. So I'm like, oh my God, he killed him. But then he got away with, you it. know, I'm a little sicko. And even though it scared me, I was like, I have to watch more of this. And like I said, I also thought the undertaker was like legit, like dead. So I, you know, I was like, oh man, I, this, I gotta get, get me more of this. This is uh this is good stuff. Yeah. It's the good shit. It's I don't know if I ever thought shit. undertaker was actually dead. I was just like, this dude is creepy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I was just like him, like him and Kane. I was just like, these guys are so cool. And then I turn around and I'm like, also John Cena, who is yeah. not dark at well, all. With that, <laughs> kind of a dork. With that, yeah. let's uh, let's wrap it up, and we'll have to pick back up with this list because we got some more stuff we got to talk about. So I want to thank you guys for. Yeah, I might be able. I might be able to actually finish my list yeah, by do then. That. Um, thank you guys for joining and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next sass. time. Cool beans. Right, see you guys. Love, Love you guys. Ya. Bye. Alright, you little nerds, that's the episode for today. Thanks for checking it out, and thanks to my guests, Tony Williams and Cynthia Borges, for talking about their top fives in professional wrestling. We still are only halfway through, basically. So, we're going to definitely have a part three, probably a part four. So, be on the lookout for those. And rumor has it, that Tim Harper will be back for part three. So there'll be a a round table of four for that episode. If you're digging what is happening here on Nerds with Opinions, check us out at nerds underscore opinions on both Twitter and Instagram. Would love to connect with you all, get some feedback, just chat about the episodes, whatever is clever. 
And also like, share, and comment this on SoundCloud if you're digging what I am doing. Thanks so much for checking it out. As always, I am your host, Matt Holbin, and you have been listening to Nerds with Opinions.